0: Just, just gird your loins. Gird your loins with cotton candy. And uh, it's a special communion night. If you want to grab some of the gummy bears up there, I have a gummy bear communion night. Hey, Amen. It's a, It's the bread and the wine, both in a gelatin form. Gelatin is both a solid and a liquid, so you can condense it into one pack of... (sighs) What are those called? Jelly bears? Are they called jelly bears? Gummy bears.
1: Gummy bears. There you go,
0: My favorite song in the entire world. Bubble, bubble, ha ha ha. <laughs> I tell you what, if you got a religious spirit, you won't have to sing that song. <sighs> oh, you, Lord. Fresh, intoxicating. has OD'd. <laughs> 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 nothing refreshes like the joy of the Lord. Oh man. Thank you Jesus. Feel free to express your joy the entire rest of your the entire rest of your lives. You know, there's the joy that's too deep for words. The scripture says sometimes the communication of the spirit is too deep for words. You know, one thing that's too deep for words is the joy and the laughter. You just get into that belly roll of the deep joy glory. And it's too deep for words. You can't even talk. You just have to just laugh uncontrollably. It's one of the best places of prayer you could possibly be in. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, for a greater joy in our spirit, a greater joy. The Holy Spirit tonight is releasing fresh joy. Just whack us, Lord. Oh. Oh my God! Oh my God! Shaba, shige dige dige dige, shudu du 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 du. Zanderi varre, guri ba. Andarando. Oh glory! Oh, I gotta tell you a story. Story. I was sitting in the public hot tub in my apartment building, and I said, Lord, if there's anyone you'd like me to minister to, just use me. Within 15 minutes of praying that prayer, two Russian men were led to me, and both of them were Christians, and one of them, without me even talking to him, began to describe his experience in the ecstasy of God. Oh, I said, oh wow, wow, never heard of that heresy. What's the Holy Ghost doing around here? You know you're pretty far gone in the glory when that kind of stuff doesn't even surprise you anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, just total strangers talking to me without me even ministering. They don't even know who I am, telling me about their experience, like Peter on the rooftop, how he fell into an ecstasy. And for about a minute, it felt like he was high on ecstasy. I said, oh my God, you know, we have a ministry. (laughs) This really happened two nights ago. (coughs) We have a ministry where (laughs) all we do is get into ecstasy every day. (laughs) Oh man, you gotta... Check us out. So they took down the information, (laughs) wrote down the email, got the apps, and maybe they're watching right now. Hi, guys. I love it. I love it. I want more of it. Total divine appointments. We just thank you, Jesus, for people just coming into the glory and having the terminology to describe it because it's simply the ecstasies of God, it's going to become common that you're going to be running into people just whacked up on the glory everywhere. You're used to it. You know, the Bible says, first in the natural, then in the spiritual, which means you have the drug epidemic first. That's been terrible. That's first in the natural. Now you're going to have the glory, the ecstasy epidemic, In the spiritual. That comes now. That's what we're bringing. People about to just get sovereignly whacked up everywhere. I feel really high. Normal. I'm really drunk right now. And if you're in an atmosphere where that's not common and normal, where everyone's just touched by heaven, just keep plowing. The atmosphere and in your inner man rising higher and higher it'll break through you'll kick a hole in the heavens you will pioneer the heavens and the heavens shall rain ecstasy now there's a the covenant promise it's gonna rain ecstasy inside your houses yeah. Yeah. you know there's a promise of ecstasy in the Bible? Hallelujah. Bubble bubble bubble. Ha ha ha. Bubble bubble bubble. Oh, oh Shaba. 2 Corinthians 5.13, if we are out of our minds, in a blissful, divine ecstasy, it is for God. Mm. So what are we doing for God? We're getting whacked in ecstasy. You know, the drunkenness the Bible teaches is for God. For God to enjoy you, you must be in ecstasy. Amen? You must be a drinker and not a little stinker. <laughs> and if your head has control of your heart, God is going to give you a brand new start. Amen? Amen. Just say there's ecstasy for me. Ecstasy for me. In, the In the glory. Not based on your faith, based on the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost uses the blood of Jesus, so it's not behavior-based, otherwise you wouldn't get anything.
1: <laughs>
0: it's unconditional love. The Song of Solomon 5.1 says, experience drunken love. That one got me. I felt like this this wave of a Jesus blood trance just come like a whole wave right over the top of my brain when I said that. (laughs) He wants you to experience his drunken love. Do you know that divine love is described in Scripture as... intoxicating people that are tasting agape are whacked are really drunk are out of their minds because the blood of Jesus comes from a different dimension and the human dimension of the natural flesh and blood just gets totally whacked by it when a person is tapping into the heavenly where Jesus is they're tapping into the joy What is the joy? It's the thick glory cloud, (laughs) amen? And so when people walk in it, when you're beginning to tap into these dimensions by revelations that this is accessible, you have to believe, you have to believe that this is possible. God's a rewarder of those who believe. One of these rewards is that you're just drunk on love all the time that you're living in ecstasy. You're ascending in the heavenly rapture. You're going up in a whirlwind of glory. You're going up in a chariot of wine. Suddenly, he's transporting you into higher dimensions that you've never tasted before. Oh, I feel the flutter, flutter, flutter of the angels upon my mind right now. I can feel the angels' wings right now. Because we're talking about ascending in the chariot in the whirlwind. Let the angels take your souls up higher by the shed blood of Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Father. was wild sometimes I can feel those angel wings just resting right on my head and the spirit of God says I'm I'm healing you in your mind Ooh, Shaba I'm healing your minds Psalms 91 I can see that right now let's go over there Whew. Psalms 91 is all about the glory realm. That is what we're into. We are into the glory. It's called the promised land of the new covenant. And the deeper you go in the glory, the more fried you are on joy. You know one of the promises the Holy Spirit told me one time? He said there's no cap to divine ecstasy. (laughs) He says you can never be too happy or joyful. Galatians 5 says against the fruits of the Spirit there is no law. What it really means is there's no cap and there's no end to fruit bearing. So at certain measurements of your spirit conquering your brain, you're just fried on the joy of the kingdom of heaven where Jesus is seated at the right hand of God all the time. You want to press into this. You want to go into heaven with these words, with this invitation, with the revelation that you are invited into the heavenly realm, and you can live in that place all the disagreement that you're welcome into heavenly glory. It's just stuff of the natural dimension holding you down. Let those chains break off your minds, off your ears, off your thought life, off your blood, off your bones and marrow. Let your spirit be infused with ecstasy. How much ecstasy do you guys want to walk in? It's up to you. You know the real key to ecstasy is living by faith in the spirit. Living as an angel here in my invisible inner man. Those that live in the consciousness of their outer man no ecstasy. They might come into the encounter of the overflow of other people who live spiritual lives and experience their oil of ecstasy. But if you want a great glory cloud In your soul, around your soul, in your atmosphere, everywhere you go. You want to sleep in the cloud. You want to drive in the cloud. You want to walk in the cloud. You want to OD like baby sloth in the cloud of glory. You're gonna have to live out of your spirit and repent from living out of your flesh. It's simply just a forfeit of the natural ability. The Spirit of God was talking to me about killing beasts. He's like, you know, the Holy Ghost wants to get you drunk. Wisdom wants to get you intoxicated on the heavenly glory all the time, like joy just beaming out of you like the noonday sun but the radiance of joy, the radiance of the brightness of the happiness of Jesus. The the radiance of the brightness of the joy of the Lamb of God. Let it just beam through your souls. Let it beam through your minds, through your faces, through your ears. Let it burn through your senses. Let it burn in your bones. Let it mix with your blood. We're... Let us be hooked up to a dialysis machine. Sometimes when you, your blood is real bad, you gotta go get a blood transfusion. How many of y'all know all human blood sucks? It's, all human blood is just so earthly. and It's because of human blood that you have a human time span and a human hourglass. You burn up your human blood on the blood of Jesus, which is this joy glory. That time span goes to glass. You can burn up the sand in your heart, the sand in your blood, the sand in your bones. How many of y'all know there's sand in the bones? The sands of time. The hourglass of the natural dimension is in the bones in the marrow, and the fire of his divine love, the fire of his glory, the fire of his joy, the fire of Jerusalem, which means the fire of peace, in the fire of the word of God, and the fire of the angel of the Lord, is in your bones to remove. Time to remove the sands of time. The conquering of death is the melting of sand in your 206 adult bones. So really, ecstasy is how hot can you burn in the morning star? How whacked on the grace of the Lord Jesus can you get? How out of your carnal mind, disconnected from religion, which is holiness, in extreme holiness, which is extreme childlike joy. You know what holiness looks like? Like you're fried on glory. Because it's so holy. You know, holy means set apart from the world. You have to be in extreme holiness to get fried on the glory. Because there's nothing like it in the natural dimension. It is as heavenly and promised land as it gets. Remember the demonstration of the promised land in the Old Covenant? which is for our wisdom the only thing joshua and caleb brought back to show them how awesome the promised land was drugs that's what he brought back intoxicating grapes to make drugs called alcohol look at guys promised land we're gonna get freaking drunk they brought drunk wine grapes back to demonstrate the promised land is awesome so someone that's tapping into heaven is tapping into an intoxication the supreme high and demonstrating it and then you go back to the wilderness people and they're like not for me i'm gonna die in the wilderness in the seriousness of my religious condition Of just dealing with how bad everything is ground warfare against the serpent in the garden a lot of people they wrestle in the sand the sand is the place of the sand dragon like the Mandalorian the sand dragon they call it the great dragon They had to blow it up with the dunamis, with the dynamite. You had to actually go into the belly of the dragon and blow it up from the inside, like Mando. And then trust the armor of God, the Veskar, to protect you from the acid of the bitterness and the toxic nature of Satan's bile in his inner man and his spirit of sourness that's always trying to steal your joy. So you go deep enough into the joy of the Lord, you blow him up in the belly. You blow him up in his throne room, just pack you with explosive dunamis dynamite resurrection glory, the joy of Jesus, the victory of Jesus. That's what the wine is, it's the dunamis breaker anointing. You know the joy of the Lord is the anointing, it's the breaker anointing. The new wine is the breaker anointing, what are you breaking through all Babylon the great? all the sand of the natural temporal realm, all civilization, it's invisible and it's according to God's will. So the main thing that he's just breaking up is you'd be surprised. Religious, religious crap. Religious crap, false leadership. He's mainly just dealing with Christianity. It's true. He wants to cleanse his expression of his joy for an accurate representation of his personality for people that can just bring people these giant grapes that are so supremely intoxicating, no one's gonna have a negative attitude towards the existence of God. Like, oh, it's gonna spoil my fun. My days of fun are over, I'm getting into God. Now we gotta read the Bible, put my hair up in a bun. Dress conservatively and have no fun. Put your hair up in a bun. No more fun. I don't think so. Not today, Satan. Today, we're having fun in the glory. Tomorrow, we're going to have more fun than this. Your spirit, now here's the covenant promise that you want to believe for. Your spirit has the ability to progressively intoxicate your mind by grace. Jesus Christ said his coming would be like the floods of Noah. And the rainbow was a sign that I will never destroy the earth naturally. So the rainbow is the sign and symbol of grace. And that's why the homosexual movement needs it so much. So we celebrate the rainbow over their heads, because <laughs> the only chance they have is Great Grace. Same as us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! yeah! <laughs> <Holy>! <laughs> yeah. Now, don't influence the kids with perversion. <laughs> you know, obviously we're against all sin. But I'm telling you you can't be offended by what the enemy is trying to do if you're offended you're coming out of the glory and the natural realm is able to manipulate you and you get defensive of other people's rebellion like God could be offended like God's really offended you don't know God God is not offended he's not the blood of Jesus protects God's feelings So that he's just fully satisfied on the blood of Jesus he only feels good towards you all the time he's seen the potential only he's not seeing the negative things in your life that you're looking at all he's looking at is how awesome the blood of Jesus can develop you if you drink his cup if you receive his grace if you let him build you up he'll pour out his river right through your face He'll remove all the shame of the sexual immorality of this generation. He'll remove all the shame and the wickedness of strife, competition, toil, and all of this, the striving that goes into idolatry. He will just melt it away with His glory. Making money in the glory is easy. If it's hard, you need to circumcise your heart. You need the glory to work in your soul and to bring forth the easiness of making money. If you don't let the glory help you make money, your whole life will be terrible because you'll need money for everything you do with your, your body. Your body's a temple, and God wants to move your body around. People are so religious, they're like, don't bring money into my relationship with God. Man, you have a demon. Jesus Christ, in the red letters, talked about money more than heaven, hell, faith, and love combined. And it wasn't always in a negative context. I know the love of money is the root of all evil, but Jesus had so much of it, he had to have a treasurer. Only kings in that day had treasurers. The seamless garment he describes in the scripture as being worth three years of an average man's salary. You know, that's $200,000 outfit that the Lord Jesus is wearing in the Bible, and it's written in the Bible. He wore 200, it's like wearing a Lamborghini. Jesus wore a Lamborghini. I tell you what, we got an idea about God that's apart from the glory of God. Now, I'm not talking about excessive waste. I'm not talking about idolatry. Clearly, we're talking about the glorification of your understanding of the freedom of the promised realm of milk and honey that when you tap into it, you are financially blessed. We need to get our people into financial prosperity. Otherwise, there's going to be major problems. Listen, the number one thing that married couples fight over is money, in Christian houses, money. The number one fear is lack of money. Number one amongst Christians. I've read many reports and statistics about it. This is the number one thing people think about if am I going to have enough to be taken care of? Am I going to have enough to be taken care of? The glory is the ability to also make money. And it needs to be said. You need to hear it. We're not going to get weird in it. We're not going to get into covetousness. We're not going to get into greed. But we are going to get into biblical prosperity. We are going to get into the ease of the glory producing enough money that you don't have to think about it anymore and you can be a blessing on all occasions so the glorification of your soul is going to open up doors job 29 (laughs) when my paths were completely flooded with oil and butter (laughs) and everyone blessed me from their mouth we're talking about favor with all men Jesus Christ he grew in wisdom and what does wisdom produce the Bible tells you when you're growing in the wisdom of the Father which is the the word of God working in your spirit when you're growing in faith. I've never seen the righteous begging for bread. Which means the ability of the inner man and it's growing, it's developing. You're learning how to walk as Jesus walked. You're learning how to talk as Jesus talked. And if you continue to do it, you'll have a treasurer as Jesus had a treasurer. And don't worry, it's not going to be Satan. He already took care of him. That was part of his apostolic ministry was knocking that thing out so it wouldn't be allowed into the church of Acts so when that principality came back that was in Judas killed his soul but hopped into Ananias and Sapphira it was already forbidden from entering the church of Acts so God just smote it because it had already been conquered in the ministry of Jesus Christ amen God will not allow poverty into this revival. He will not allow people with a withholding spirit, with a greed spirit as well, into the glory. It will keep you outside the city gates. So you need revelation of the ease of the glory to create wealth so that you don't have to think about it. You want to meditate more on how the glory of God can be a blessing, but the wealth of God is added unto the glory of God. Consecrate to me all the finances. It is written, for the silver and gold are mine, declares the Lord. Notice there's no glory revival anywhere in the Bible, even in the book of Acts. They were, the Bible describes the revival in Acts. The people were giving into the glory, prospering in the glory. There was not any lack amongst them and great grace was upon them all. This supersedes Joe Biden's inflation, guys. This supersedes Rothschild banking systems and the central banking systems, guys. This is the sovereignty of all creation and all the wealth of creation belongs to the King of the Jews. This is why they're singing the Song of Moses in Revelation 15, and the Song of the Lamb. This is the redeemed in the mountain of the Holy Spirit with dominion over all creation. And the Song of Moses is mostly about control of all the valuables of the earth. If you read it. The wealth of the sea it's the wealth of the sand it's the prosperity of the marketplace it's almost exclusively about the control of money in the earth the song of moses if you read it it's almost exclusively about the control of the gold on earth it worked didn't it who has all the gold standard who sets the gold standard and who has all control of the wealth and the money of the earth the jews the jews moses the Jewish race. And that's a fact. So you can say, oh, the Bible works. Prophecy fulfilled. (laughs) Amen? Now, in Jesus, the King of the Jews, let it work for you. And it will only work for you as your God inside-minded. Amen? We need a message of prosperity in this tribe. There's a lot of people that struggle with financial crap. And you got a lot of Gnosticism, which is heresy, that says the natural bad and the spiritual good which means that you'll always be demonized in your natural realm because of your belief systems in agreement with the enemy. The natural is not bad. Jesus came in the likeness of sinful flesh, but he used his body to produce a throne through the cross, which means this thing becomes the very throne room. (laughs) Hello? The throne of the lamb is the flesh of Jesus. It's the utilization of the body entirely for God's glory. If you're doing it apart from the body, I tell you what, man, you're a Gnostic. You're a heretic. Gnosticism was one of the most destructive heresies in Christianity, and it's surprising in this generation how many people believe that nonsense, that flesh bad and spirit good it's not true it's not biblical because then you don't go after the natural realm promises and you just you know like the the old time deceived people they would just hurt themselves in the realm of the natural to think that it caused them to get spiritual benefit there's some sin a religious sin that believes that when I hurt myself and torture myself or with you know do financial starvation they believe poverty is holy too <laughs> in this error in this false belief system they believe there's a holiness to lack and want in poverty because it's an area of demons and that's what those demons believe demons believe that when you're around demons you have the same belief systems as demons it's not the glory It's not heaven, it's a demonic realm of deception that you must overcome. And Christ in you will shoot fire through your heart and mind and lift you out of that darkness. That's why you need the resurrection from the dead. What is dead? Poverty is death. Sickness and disease is death. (laughs) Sin is death. But we need to understand we're going after poverty. You know, poverty is one third of the nature of the Antichrist. We are just so nice to poverty. We almost tolerate it as a form of holiness amongst Christians. Poverty is an attribute of the Antichrist. So three things make up the religious spirit that's the antichrist that will shut you down in the glory three things it's a religious spirit it's a poverty spirit and it's legalism it's legalism it's holiness based on the whole soul just lacking everything of the glory it is a counterfeit promise and it's a counterfeit maturity that's why you'll see a lot of people they'll just try to be real modest you see the ministers and they have private jets but they'll just be all modestly dressed because they're into appearances I'm telling you guys that's not how it is in heaven no one's modestly dressed in heaven everyone in heaven's wearing gemstones and gold so you want on earth as it is in heaven Jesus wore a two hundred thousand dollar outfit that's what the Bible says Nobody in heaven dresses modestly. <laughs> Mod- that whole modest concept, and the, the, it's just a religious spirit. If you're going into the royalty and the sonship and the kingship, there's an extravagance about you. And it will go from glory to glory. It doesn't mean empty your bank account to buy one outfit in, from Italy. There's a wisdom to it, too. There will be a progression as you grow in the glory of what the angels and your faith and your wisdom and your marketplace ability, who prospers, who works before kings, which means who makes a lot of money, those who are excellent in their trade, Proverbs says. So it's not just this goofy face thing and some magic wand waved over you and your bank account's full of millions of dollars. That is that is also major deception. It's the excellence of the glory coming out of you like Moses' gold workers. So if you want to work the gold, which is working the wealth of the, lamb, the land and the lamb, there has to be an excellence about your trade. And the glory makes you excellent the glory doesn't make you lazy the glory doesn't make you complacent the glory doesn't make you get handouts the glory makes you work unto the lord and not for man you know why i like ministering five days a week on average for last 16 years i like to to minister almost every single day all day long i minister Even on my days off, I'm ministering constantly, continuously to the Lord. You never stop ministering. There's no break from serving the Father in the glory. That's our Sabbath day's rest. We're always working before our Father. What does the Bible say? My Father is always working, Jesus said. The Father's always working. There's an ever-working glory on the inside of you that's changing you, transforming you into the exact same excellence of the working of God the Father through your souls and your minds and your personalities, it'll completely vaporize your limitations in your brain and your hand. Human limitations are in two places the Bible teaches. The limitations of your natural man. This is where the demons set up shop. This is where the strongholds are. This is where the poverty is. This is where the kingdom of Satan shuts down the believers. Two places. The Bible says the beast is written in the brain and the hand. So these are the two places that get transformed by the excellence of the glory. The brain and the hand. you got to give them your brain and hand. The two parts that the dogs of Jehu didn't eat of Jezebel when she was pushed out of the window by the eunuchs and killed in Israel. The head and the hand remained after the dogs ate the rest of her body. They ate all the bones. They didn't touch the head. They didn't touch her hands. Because that's where the new covenant destroys permanently Satan's ability in the flesh of man. The glory, the joy, the wildness of the anointing, the oily anointing all this stuff that we're getting into in sonship and the revelations of divine love it is destroying the satanic influence in our heads and in our hands for the very power of god to control our heads and our hands promised land written in romans 8. those whose heads are controlled by the Holy Spirit are in the promised land. Have peace with God. Or they're in the New Jerusalem. Can you yield your head to the Holy Ghost? You know, some people have so many demonic words working in their flesh that they can never shut up the devil in their heads. You know how you shut up the devil in your head? How you conquer Satan in your head? You read the Bible. They overcame him how? By the word of the Lord. Amen? Let's go to Revelation 12. You can read Psalms 91 in your own time. (laughs) Here it is. Verse 11, Revelation 12. They conquered the devil completely. Just say, I'm conquering the devil completely. Amen. Through the blood of the Lamb, and the powerful word the powerful powerful word word is how they conquered the devil (laughs) that's what it says this is the passion translation it says the same in every translation and the powerful word The Greek is the word of their testimony. It is the faithful testimony of Jesus that has the power to destroy the works of the devil. So, what's holding back revival? The works of the devil. What destroys it? The word. The word. (laughs) what breaks the dam and releases the river through the head the word, the powerful word, the gospel preached with the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and the more drunk it is, the more power there is in the word you can literally measure how much power not every word that comes forth that's dependent on your faith has the same power People would come from all around to listen to the disciples of Jesus, to John. They called them the pillars of the Jerusalem church because there was a different power because they had known the Lord face to face. They had greater faith. And so when their words came forth, there was a greater glory. Everyone's witness of the resurrection is different. You know, you are becoming the eyewitnesses of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and your eyewitnessing of his resurrection is how high you've been raised from the dead that's your witness of the resurrection the witness of the resurrection is your apostolic witness of the apostolic bride How high have you been raised from the dead while in the body by the Holy Ghost, by a greater grace? How much grace? As much as you can drink and rely on in your spirit. He has given you all the blood and the water poured out from his side. All you got to do is drink it. Let the substance super-energize your spirit. Let it blow your hearts. Whatever limitations and belief systems and strongholds you have in your brain towards yourself, let them be burnt up. When, grace, when great grace is poured on your head, guess what it removes? Word curses. The words of the enemy. The limitations of the self-life. The limitations of the flesh life. The limitations of your own belief systems. God's going to supersede our belief systems in Christianity in this generation, that we're going to have a completely different expression of Christianity in this generation. It will be the expression of the heavenly and apostolic glory of the new Jerusalem, of those fully raised from the dead while in the body. (laughs) Amen? People are like asking me are these manifestations from God or the devil? <laughs> you know, all manifestations of the Holy Spirit are carnal because they come through your flesh. It's a Gnosticism, they're gnawing at the mind. All manifestations are carnal. All manifestations are fleshly. The Word is being made flesh through the manifestations of the Holy Spirit through your flesh. Yeah. Are some of them demonic? No doubt they are. But the glory will supersede it and overcome. But if you don't allow manifestations and wildness, there'll be no growth in the glory because it has to get through the natural man. It has to get through the body. We work out our salvation with manifestations. Trembling. Shaking. It means the, f- the flesh is vibrating. There's holies coming out. We've been shouting holy. I have no control over that. It's like the angels around His throne constantly shout holy. I got an impartation of that like ten years ago, and it just started to come out like w- all over the place when some kind of wild holy ghost jerking thing coming out of my spirit, and it would just be like, "Holy,
2: holy," because
0: <laughs> there's a there's a Bible verse. For when the throne room releases something, there is a shout of holy. And it's so stuck in my spirit that when something releases in my spirit, my flesh, my tongue, my heart, my blood shouts holy, holy, holy. All the angels, the living creatures, they shout holy around the throne. And that throne is in you. And that's just one of my favorite manifestations. Oh, they get a lot weirder than that. Oh boy. Oil. Gold dust. Creative body parts. I've seen a lot of nature miracles. A lot of nature manifestations. I've seen animals change. Communication with animals. That's quite common. One of my favorite signs and wonders is when I was right over here and the lakes in Minneapolis. What was the name of this lake? Lake Harriet. And I'd I'd go out to this dock, and I would just practice the presence of God and, and just get whacked up in the glory. And as I walked out into this dock, there was a couple clouds in the sky. It was a beautiful summer day. This was probably seven years ago. And a rainbow suddenly appeared in the cloud in the natural and this rainbow was filled the the cloud right there in the sky and the audible voice of god began to speak in my head and the rainbow moved as a mouth in the cloud as the rainbow was talking in the cloud i'm hearing the audible voice of god and as soon as god was done talking with me the rainbow shot out of the cloud and left Jesus directly communicated to me as a rainbow with a mouth in the physical cloud (laughs) another really wild fun manifestation I'm out here we're really I was in a time of total brokenness where we're new to full-time ministry it's probably 2009 or so about a year in the crack house and we're just surrounded by organized crime Gangs and death and drug dealing everywhere around us, and the, we're really in the center of 36 organized gangs over here in North Minneapolis, and so um, we just tons of persecution because God had given me a drunk anointing, and so I mean I, every single church I'd worked with in the Assemblies of God, like 12 different churches as in Assemblies of God inner city missionary, had all forsaken me this year, not welcome back, and so I, I really it was just completely destroyed by the glory. And in the natural realm, there was there was no rewards yet. It was pretty intense. And as I opened the door of the Geo Metro, the door fell off into the street. The door fell off the car. And it was like, literally, I think the lowest point in ministry of Red Letter Ministries. It was that, that day. At my lowest point in ministry that day, where I felt completely and totally defeated externally even though you know we're in the drunken glory but everything had opposed us and shut us down and it was just a really really low place for me and God met me in the lowest place after the door fell off the car into the street I look over and there's shards of Shekinah glory piercing physically through my left shoulder And I look to my left and it's the Lord Jesus Christ Himself in the form of the great white eagle. And the glory is physically beaming through my natural body. I'm looking at the Shekinah and I'm looking at Jesus Christ in eagle form. Just completely infused my whole soul with His eagle glory. And my eyes were fixed on him, you know. (laughs) I'm having a crazy visitation of God. He flies down the center of the street about 12 feet off the ground. Not even real fast, just real casual. Just just soaring through the ghetto. (laughs) There's the living God on our street, just soaring through the ghetto. He goes all the way down 6th Street, takes the left and goes up 22nd and he says six is the number of man 22 the number of divinity I'm gonna bring all of my divinity through man that's what the audible voice of the Holy Spirit said after I'm looking at Jesus I said I don't care if the door is falling off my car I'm still running on that visitation. I got so super energized with joy and encouragement. I was like, oh man, this is easy. Who cares? Just take the car door and just fling it in the yard. Man, we're good. We're good. (laughs) Oh, it messed me up. Let it mess you up. Let the glory mess you up. Let Jesus visit you. The Holy Spirit is upon you. He's not far away. If you need encouragement today, just close your eyes and let the Spirit of Jesus minister to you. Touch your hearts, touch your minds, raise you up. And he really raised us up. You know, God really just blessed our socks off. We've had so many vehicles donated into the ministry since then. You know, right after that I remember what happened. Someone donated a car. They gave us a a pretty nice Ford Explorer. We drove that for a while until that thing exploded. The the Ford Exploder. (laughs) It was fun. Put subs in it too. Put a, a bunch of subwoofers. Man we had fun in that thing. And even after it exploded on us the scrap department came over and gave us 500 bucks in scrap for it. What a blessing, man. Hallelujah. (laughs) So the main point is just be encouraged. God knows when you're going through it. He lets you go through it because it develops character. Develops faith. If you read Hebrews 11, he allowed all those people to go through all kinds of External testing. The more external testing you're going through is the more he's entrusted you with his internal development of your spirit. And the more glory that can possibly be in your soul. If it's just easy all the time, your soul will never really know his ability. Mm. Amen. So you're going to face all kinds of trials in this life. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. He's not even going to remove the trouble. He's going to develop your spirit to go through it. Don't avoid it. Go through it. That's how you you grow in the glory. That's how you grow in faith. You're not avoiding hardships. You're going through them. Like it says in Psalms, they walk through the valley of Baca, which means weeping, and they turn it into a, a spring of the garden of Eden. They didn't avoid the valley of death. We're not avoiding the things in the earth. We're going through everything in the earth and we're turning all the earth into Eden. A lot of people want to avoid all of the hard stuff, but the hard stuff is what develops your great faith. Yeah. You look at the the men in the Bible, the women in the Bible who had the greatest faith. They had the greatest trials. They had the greatest tests. There was the greatest time span for the promises of God to be fulfilled. Yeah. The instant gratification stuff, Oh, I believed in the glory, God better just bless me right away. I mean, that's just so far removed from the character of God. Those people don't stand a chance. It's the ones that don't grow weary in well-doing, it's the ones that get far removed from microwave instant gratification selfishness they come into the long suffering of the father that the holy spirit's gonna do it in his timeline and in the meantime you're gonna have as much wine and oil as you can drink as much bread as you can eat fill your days with the word of god you'll never have a dull moment you'll always have action and adventure it's always something interesting (laughs) 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 thank you father for encouraging your people thank you for your word touching hearts touching minds he's gonna get you out of your head he's gonna get your head into the liquid glory the living water is gonna wash your minds You know what a dirty, filthy mind is? A mind full of self. And all you gotta do is drink. You know what? God has provided the water of the lamb to cleanse the mind. You can only be cleansed. The Bible teaches it by drinking the living water. The spirit and the bride say, come and sink. The Spirit and the Bride say, come and drink. Thinking is the rejection of drinking. Thinking is antichrist. That's what the devil is. The devil is the thinker. The salvation is the drinker. The discipleship is simply to keeping your mind underwater, controlled by the springs of the waters of life, where the great shepherd can wipe every tear from your eye, or the sorrow from your eye, which is the striving of the soul, not running on living water. If the mind is not controlled by living water, you're in darkness. That's what hell is. Hell is a place that doesn't have living water. You choose in this life how much living water you have in your soul by drinking it. I mean, how much Holy Ghost can you have? There's no cap. The, Bi- the Bible says you're the temples of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> who wants to be a temple of the Holy Spirit that has enough living water to drown the whole universe? Oh, Ezekiel 47 speaks of the manifesting sons of God who have the rivers of the Garden of Eden outflowing from the new covenant temple of their bodies. Judgment begins in the house of God. The house of God is Holy. the temple of your human bodies. Holy your temple is the body of the living water you determine the tides of how much water is on earth and in heaven (laughs) it's time to raise the standard of the water above the moon the water has to rise above the moon the water has to rise above the Sun the water has to rise through all the heavens That's how you have a new heavens. What's righteousness? (laughs) Living water is righteousness. The righteousness of God is the living water of God. The spirit and the bride say, come and drink righteousness. What does the Bible say? The heavens and the earth are prepared for righteousness, where righteousness dwells. What's the dwelling of righteousness? The dwelling of the days of Noah, the substance of the living water. And he's telling you how to get it. You're going to have to get it by knowing the Holy Ghost as a rainbow. (laughs) Amen. It will rain. What is a rainbow? It is water and light you are a cloud full of rain (laughs) not a cloud with no rain James speaking of Elijah speaks of the cloud full of rain a cloud full of rain this is a glory cloud it's a cloud of the brightness of God's glory and the rain when the rain the living water which is grace floods of grace and the brightness of his love the brightness of his holiness holiness is called radiance and brightness so it's the holy glory and the reign of grace through the human race that brings the rainbow in this place amen the rainbow is the covering of the earth in the floods of your outpouring of your temples of the holy spirit you are going to encapsulate the earth with your spirit and your spirit shall reign your spirit will reign as you know the holy spirit has the seven spirits of god seven colors in the rainbow seven spirits of god god's sevenfold holy spirit same thing what's the rainbow round about him in the throne of revelation it's his spirit built up by the Holy Spirit completely covering his flesh. It's a halo of life. What is the crown of life? It's the crown of the rainbow. Chief Seattle said when the animals begin to disappear, the warriors of the rainbow will come and save them. Amen. Chief Seattle was a prophet from the Native American tribes before they were all just moved into reservations. That's where you get Seattle, Washington. Prophet Seattle. That was his name. And he prophesied the promised land of the coming of the children of the rainbow. And it's not the homosexual movement. It is the manifesting sons of God that aren't offended by people using rainbows. I mean, you're going to have to have that. You're going to have to be free enough to really understand the animal. You know, can you imagine not having enough revelation to even understand animal life? If animal life offends you and the ways of the animal and the ways of the spirits of the animals offend you, you're not living in the glory. I mean, your Christianity is outside the glory. So we gotta go into the glory, the knowledge of the glory, so that we have understanding of the ways of the animals. Noah had understanding of the ways of the animals. These are the days of Noah, so you're gonna need wisdom. What's an animal? The Enoch story of the book of Enoch describes all nations and all men and all women as animals. And sometimes, rarely, the rarest thing, was an animal would transform into a man. That's when they became in union with the anointed one. David became a man. It's true, Adam was a man, and then from there we turned into goats and rams and sheep. Sometimes they turned into snakes and dragons. Sometimes they turned into unclean animals. And sometimes they were clean animals, which is the expression of your soul, of the demonic, or Christ the Anointed One. Your soul is currently expressing the invisible realm, and you are burying the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles, Romans 1, or you're burying the image of the glory of God. Light and darkness, two trees in the garden, and don't think there's anything in between. We're going to progressively have a greater brilliance and it will expose all the works of the devil which is the image bearing of the 200 million fallen angels in the countenance of the nation's faces. And when we shine in the brightness of the glory, all people shall come to us streaming into Zion, and we will remove the animal expressions from their face like the days of Noah in the transformation of the ark of his glory by the manifesting sons of God. That's the great harvest of the end times. Isaiah says, Arise and shine, for your light is come. And when you rise and shine, glory. the nations shall stream into the brightness Yay! of your glory. Woo-hoo! Let's go into Isaiah.
2: Glory.
0: Isaiah, Isaiah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Rise up. In splendor and be radiant for your light has dawned and Yahweh's glory Yah just say Yahweh's glory. Yahweh's glory now streams from you <laughs> That's exactly what it says. The glorious new day, Isaiah 60 verse 2. Look carefully, darkness blankets the earth, and thick gloom covers the nations. But Yahweh arises upon you, and the brightness of His glory appears over you. That's the dawning of day. That's when your spirit conquers your soul. By faith in the word of God, then his brightness appears over you. That's you kicking a hole in the heavens. That's your open heavens. That's your rainbow halo of the seven spirits of God before your throne in Christ Jesus. Nations will be attracted to your radiant light. That's the great awakening. It takes the full manifestation of the human spirit built up by the gospel in order to have this glory harvest. Kings will come to the sunrise glory of your new day. To the brightness of your sunrise, it says. The sunrise of our new day came at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The nations will walk by your light Light is often seen as a Biblical metaphor for understanding and revelation. It's a God inside minded glory revelation. It's the morning star revelation of Jesus inside your bodies. And the real part of you, the immortal, indestructible, divine part of you, in covenant with him, conquering the mortal part of you. Which is, all you got to do is conquer your own heart. All you and Jesus do in there is, the spirit, is conquer your own heart. Don't worry about others. The overflow of you conquering your heart will be the perfect witness. Could be zero hypocrisy. If you haven't conquered your own heart, just pure religion pure satanic religion if you conquer your heart crucify your heart the morning star rises in your heart the glory of your new day shines through the conquering of your own blood and the holy ghost will outpour with his radiant glory and there will be no religion in it because it came at the cost of your own heart That's how you do it. That's how you conquer everything wrong and deceiving in the world is simply conquering the human heart. Your heart, not your neighbor's heart, not your spouse's heart, your own heart. Not your family's heart. You're only accountable for your own heart. If you don't conquer your heart, you got no rewards in heaven. It don't even matter what you do. If you're not taking care of this thing with Christ, your life is vanity. Your life is total vanity. You understand that? This is the purpose of your existence on the planet, is to conquer Egypt and the Nile in your own human heart. Amen. Lift up your eyes higher. Look all around you and believe. For your sons are returning from far away, and your daughters are being tenderly carried home. Watch as they all gather together, eager to come back to you. What's coming back to you? Coming back to the glory. Returning their souls. This is what the Spirit and the bride say, come and drink. Come and drink the glory. Return home to the glory. You're not home with God unless you're in the brightness of His glory. This is what the living water is. You begin to brighten in your face. And any lion, spirit, bird, beast, reptile that's expressed itself through your soul gets washed away. That's what the forgiveness of sins actually is. By the brightening of your soul on the living water, you are constantly forgiven. The river is the forgiveness of sin in the soul and in the flesh. Amen. How forgiving is someone. You can measure it by how bright they are with the living water. If there's no living water, nothing's forgiven. It's just all shadows. It's all religion. It's all darkness. So drink, drink, drink. You'll be washed away. And you'll be able to wash others away. There's a party at the fountain of the Lamb. The revival, if you read Revelation, It's around the well of drinking the water of life. Revival has always been based on drinking the living water. The wine, too. The oil, too. You drink the wine, you drink the oil. You drink the fire. It's all about drinking. These are the manifestations of the glory of God. Every single revival since Adam on this earth, and there have been hundreds, has been based on drinking the glory. And for a time, they superseded the carnal mind, and the carnal mind was conquered. That was the time of Revival. Revival. It's when the brain is conquered and everyone's just whacked in the glory. Where the spirit of glory has total dominion because everyone's just totally conquering their own souls. The soul is submitted to the glory. There's no religion in the glory. There's only freedom and abundant life in the glory. There are miracles in the glory. There's signs and wonders in the glory. There is provisions and infinite possibilities for your life in the glory. What you've done up till now does not depend on God or his glory. God and his glory will completely erase your past and give you new beginnings. You have not ruined your lives. Even if you have kids out of wedlock, even if you've done all the stupid crap and you have felons on your record, David's mighty men were all felons. They all had felonies. The Bible says they were criminals of the highest level so that they couldn't do anything in society except be warriors and they couldn't even war for the nation's armies they had to work for the renegade outside the nation outside the legal system king david the rebellious guy that was doing his own thing outside of the established governmental system but he was the anointed one so he kept winning amen i just want to encourage you because the glory Is going to recreate a new life for you. We come into the glory, and it doesn't matter how bad you've messed things up. The glory is a daily new beginning, the glory is the infinite possibility of God in your life. I'm telling you, this is the dimension of all things possible. And just say, Lord, I want to live in the glory dimension. Amen. And we just thank you, Lord, for the angels, helping them, carrying them to create that dimension around their bodies, to wrap their bodies in light, to whack the shadows, the demonic assignments, and curses that float in the Nile. The one thing I've noticed in ministry the last 16 years is that there are curses floating in the bloodstream bloodline curses where people cannot overcome certain things, like they can't overcome poverty. It's like my dad was poor, we've always been lower class, it's always been hard, it's always been tight. There's different certain curses in different hearts that can only be conquered in the glory and they melt in the glory. The glory, when it melts your heart, dissolves all curses. So that anything that your family has ever struggled with it, that curse ends with you because you're glorifying your heart. So let the glory of God end the curses in your hearts. Let the glory, the spirit of glory, come upon your hearts and melt down birds, beasts, and reptiles, the crocodiles of the Nile. And God is gonna infuse your heart like glory dialys- dialysis. And in his bloodline, instead of curses and alligators in the Nile, and foul birds in the Nile, and it's it's a river of death, it's a river of poverty, it's a river of religion, it's a river of sexual morality, it's a river of idolatry, it's a river of humanity. That's what the Nile represents in the book of Revelation. It's the river of humanity, the river of divinity, the river of life just supersedes it. It's not like he's avoiding it, he's transforming it. He's infusing himself into your current condition. He's not saying clean yourself up, his river is your heart getting cleaned up. You drink it, the more you drink it, the more you get cleaned up. We've been just getting constantly sanctified by drinking the living water since 2008. Just whacked in the glory because we want to constantly infuse our heart and the river of our heart with more and more of the river of life of the bloodline of Jesus. In His bloodline is all the blessings of God. All the provisions of God. Every good thing gets added unto His blood. The word of God is spoken out of the blood of God, the blood of Jesus speaks a better word, it creates a completely different atmosphere around your head how much blood, is enough, enough blood, enough wine until you have a perfect life on earth And that's going to take perfecting your city because you're going to have to leave your houses and interact with others. So you're going to have to flood them too. The days of Noah is the flood of the blood of Jesus. The wine of Christ will rain from the sky and drown all nations. You know, this blood will get into the air. The blood of Jesus will be breathed right into the oxygen. The very atmosphere of all cities and all nations will be transformed. There's a blood... Transfusion of the transgiving blood of Jesus and the transforming blood of Christ that will rain out of our spirit where Christ is through our circumcised hearts and minds and it will begin to flood atmospheres. The Prince of the Power of the Air cannot move through the blood of Jesus. It doesn't take 500 people in a city to raise the standard, it takes one mature one to rise up in a city and release the blood covenant. It's all grace. It's simply growing in grace. How did you get this blood of Jesus? By grace. It is a supernatural invisible blood because he is transfigured. His blood is fully on earth. First John says three things are on earth. Three. That's all you need, these three, the Word, the Spirit, and the blood. The Word, the Spirit, and the blood, and these three are on Earth. (laughs) This is how you take the whole Earth back, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and the blood of God. And you have them, and you'll learn how to use them as you grow in the priesthood. That's why you need constant training in righteousness to understand the word, understand the blood, understand the spirit, and then use it within the temple. The priest would go to the temple and work at the temple six days a week, and you're a royal priesthood, which means you're going to be working in the temple. It doesn't matter if you're a businessman or a full-time minister. You're working in the temple, so you're constantly upgrading this temple by the blood, by the word, and by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for it. Bring upgrades to these temples. Raise these temples up. God wants your spirit man to grow. He wants the new creature to conquer the old creature. What's more real to you right now? Um. The outer man? The old creature? Or the inner man? The new creature. You know, the inner man is where you get the glory. That's how you get physically intoxicated on the light of his glory. You want to feel high? Feeling high in your body is because the new creature is winning against the old creature. (laughs) If the new creature is constantly winning, which means your consciousness is won by the spirit and not won by the outer type and shadow of the flesh, if the animal wins, you don't feel good. You feel dead. If the spirit wins, you feel good. Those whose minds are controlled by the spirit are at peace. What is peace? feeling good all the time I feel so isn't that what peace is they say it's so peaceful here how do you how do you know it's peaceful because you feel good here you feel good in peace Jerusalem is the place where you feel perfect it's the place where you feel the best amen it's the place where your feelings are completely conquered by being perfectly feeling in the goodness of his glory how well do you feel well you must be in jerusalem you can only feel that good in jerusalem you can only feel that good if your soul is conquered by your spirit because the new creature has all access to everything christ is because it's born of his royal bloodline the new creature is the brother of jesus They use brother and sister, but I tell you what, it's more like creature and creature. (laughs) We still got a lot of that male and female animal stuff in Christianity. That'll burn in the glory. That'll burn in the new identity of the new creature where there is no male or female. There's no Hebrew or Greek. There's no none of that nonsense. The old man don't exist. The old man is clear and you still have a body. But the only thing that you're living out of that you're aware of is Christ in the new creature. I'm speaking to you out of the new creature right now. I'm speaking to you out of clear heart and clear mind. So the the Spirit is training how the creature to conquer the flesh. We We have yet to see new creatures conquer the marketplace. We have yet to see new creatures in business. All Christian businessmen are basically just using their outer man. So this will be the marketplace takeover. This will be a new economy. We've been trying to do it with external excellence. That's worldly wisdom. That's not how it works, guys. That's worldly. Don't be worldly. Love of the world has no love of Jesus in it. You need the new creature. What you need is wisdom. Wisdom is a greater word working in a greater ability of the new creature in Christ. You are always growing in ability of the new creature. See, we're born again. We got this new creature with all of God's divine nature in it, but we don't know how to use it because we're stuck and our mind is renewed to only using the outer man. That's what teaching is for. Teaching is to expand the inner man. The inner man works completely different than the outer man. It's a completely different world. It's a different race. It's a different race. The Bible teaches your new creature is a different race than the old creature. It's a different language, everything is done supernaturally, everything is done invisibly, and everything is done permanently and eternally. The new creature doesn't do dead works, it can't. The new creature can't sin. First John says that the anyone born of in the incorruptible seed of the Word of God cannot sin. That spirit part of you, the divine new creature part of you, cannot lie. Now the heart can lie because it's full of six thousand years of liars. All men are liars. That's what the Bible says. The heart can boast. The heart can be prideful. The heart can do all kinds of dumb stuff. The heart is exceedingly wicked beyond knowing. Jeremiah says. So this is the place where. You're conquering with the progressive conquering of the new creature. This is where we're going to get maturity from. The maturity of the new creature in Christ. And it will be invisible, but there will be a radiance through the visible. People will still be totally deceived everywhere. Majorly carnal Christians everywhere. The Bible says it'll be like a climax of the ages and a maturity of the times like the days of Noah. Days of Noah where nobody was into God except one family on the whole planet. The lowest of rating and statistics of belief in God right now in the history of the USA. And yet the greatest maturity of the sons of God that it just can't (laughs) even relate anymore to being a human being (laughs) at the same because it's the days of Noah. And this is the family of Noah of the days of Noah. This is it. You're in it. And so now you're, what are you doing? Conquering the animals with a progressive glory from the ark that you're building. What is building the ark? Living stones building the heavenly Jerusalem. The heavenly Jerusalem is the ark of the days of Noah. And what is the materialization of the rainbow? It's the visualization of the animals seeing the glory then you will understand and be radiant the nation stream into the brightness of the glory because the flesh is going home to god which is the animal the soul the flesh the carnal man the dna of human beings being drawn upwardly because there's a resurrection of the dead which means animals all sinners will rise jesus christ taught it all the apostles taught it the resurrection of the dead is here This is the Ark of the heavenly Jerusalem of the manifesting sons of God, of people rising up to where the light of the white dove's nest and those that fly along like clouds of glory in the radiant clouds bringing the rain of the living waters of Shekinah light. All It's causing everything that has breath to rise. And the sorceries of the sorcerers are not keeping the animals down. That's why they're frustrated. They can't keep the animals down. Heavenly Jerusalem supersedes sorcery righteousness cancels sorcery. As Moses' staff ate the staffs of the sorcerers of Egypt, so does the heavenly Jerusalem devour all Molech and Saturn of the skyline sorceries of the principalities and the warlocks of the secret societies of the nations. All we need is a greater righteousness. We don't need greater paranoia of Freemasonry. We don't need the studying of the secret satanic arts of Jezebel. Revelation 2 nonsense. We just need to practice a greater glory and a greater intimacy with our Lord and Savior Holy Ghost on the inside and rise up and just beam through all souls around us. Gay souls, drunk souls idolatrous greedy souls sorcerer souls they don't care if you're a sorcerer book of acts they didn't care simon the sorcerer is there in the revival amen the warlock is right there in the glory getting rebuked but receiving the rebuke because he's just bit... god was so awesome that the sorcerer is getting saved in the book of acts we're just like cursing everyone We just need to rain the grace upon everyone and it just transforms the human race sovereignly there's no more wrestling we're done wrestling beasts the ark of heavenly jerusalem is the promised land for our spirit soul mind and body in a super high elevation that the holy ghost is raising us up into and we're done struggling and that place is available today it's always been available ancient men and women of old of faith would go up into these dimensions and and just have peace. They'd have a superseding peace that supersedes the curse and the natural dimension. This has always been open. The Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Anyone could tap into the heavenly Jerusalem. The Song of Solomon says that Jerusalem was the ravishing vision of my ecstasy. <laughs> Written 3,000 years ago. Solomon's tapping into the ecstasy of a heavenly Jerusalem. Amen well suddenly he transported me far off the earth the house of wine Mm -hmm. amen into a dimension of ecstasy lord transport us renew our minds teach us how to drink faith in invisible substances of the holy ghost it's faith in the glory what is knowledge of the glory it's the brain believing in the invisible things of god the kingdom of god is invisible if you can't believe in the invisible just forget being a christian the holy spirit the leader of this whole thing is invisible if you need to see it taste it touch it and your five senses wrap around it you can't be a christian because you're saved by faith faith is hope in invisible substances felt and smelt and telt so that the spirit man that's invisible in you the eternal part of you that will live forever can be totally fried in the glory all the time gonna get our faith perfected in the glory that all the Word of God be formed in our invisible eternal man and we'll begin to speak and communicate wisdom which is invisible words that remain and don't fall to the ground because they're in alignment with the Father's will for this time that we're speaking the Word of the Father forget your words leave your vocabulary on the altar and begin speaking the Word of the Father an intimate relationship with the Word of God's Word of God Revelation 19 King of Kings and Lord of Lords the Word is King that's what the Bible says kingship is simply being under the control of the Word of the Father Whatever's controlling your mind what word? the word of some business document? the word of some lawyer? The the word of man, the word of the nation's only the ancient word, the unchangeable word of the living father. That's the only word that can control your mind in order to produce peace. If you're tortured and tormented, it's because you don't have the word in you. So receive the Word. Feast on the Word. You all have your Bibles. Read the Word. Put the Word in you until you're in control of the Word and not anything else. The Word will just completely slaughter all those other spirits that have been controlling you, hurting your feelings. They want to torture you so you do the wrong thing. But if you get a revelation, it'll actually cause you to be driven closer to God. Amen? bob jones says the more you persecute it's just more opportunity to rise higher the more they're mistreating you and hurting you at that elevation you just got to go higher so they can't hurt you anymore sticks and stones and hurting your bones Amen. Spreading rumors and gossip around you, slandering all of your partners, getting everyone paranoid and fearful uh, in your character assassination. That's someone that's growing in the glory. So the, the devil is so scared of them, he has to assassinate their character. Amen. But the Holy Ghost will restore our honor. We're going to be restored in the heavenly Jerusalem with a double honor. Just like Joseph, Joseph was destroyed in the honor of his house. Joseph, his dignity and his reputation was destroyed in Egypt by Potiphar's wife. So he had his reputation completely destroyed amongst Jew and Gentile, the entire world and all civilization, in order to be double honored as Prince of Egypt, as second in charge of the universe, of all all the world. And that's what will happen if you cling to the Father and develop His glory in you by being fathered by God and not caring about your reputation. You can't cling to dignity and be in revival. You can't cling to respectability and be in revival because people are demonized everywhere and they're going to start attacking the light of the glory that you're going after. And it just reveals how actually demonized people are. People say, well, there's more demons in third world nations. That's not true they're just better hidden in first world nations first world nations are way more demonized than third world
2: nations
0: (laughs) you have the most powerful demons in the places of the greatest wealth because the red dragon wants control of the nations that's how it works truth anyhow and so you're going after the major principalities throne of satan white house white throne Jannies and Jambres, it's the knowledge of white and black, the checkerboard, the knowledge of good and evil. You're going after the jugular of the sorcery of the Satans. You bleed that stuff out with the Goliath sword in your hand. All that's left is righteousness raining from the sky over all America. That's what's at stake now. Amen. And our victory is in speaking the word. All Moses did was go up the mountain and speak the word from the mountain, and it rained upon the whole nation. This mountain in the New Covenant is not Sinai. It's not a natural mountain because we're not bewitched. It's not natural. We're not bewitched. This isn't type in shadow false Christianity. We're not bewitched. This is the mountain of the Holy Ghost. This is Zion. We're climbing the mountain of the Holy Ghost. How do you climb, Zion? Obey every word the Holy Ghost speaks into your heart. An unction to function. From the one who knows all things. The omniscient one in you. Holy Ghost. You gotta make the Holy Ghost your best friend. The spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. What's all truth? The throne of the Lamb. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If you don't obey the Holy Ghost, you can never rise in the glory. You can never rise in fire. You can never rise in... Prosperity, you'll never go from glory to glory. We are disciples of the spirit of truth that rises in Mount Zion. It's a mountain of fire (laughs) rising in our hearts. And we go higher in the fire every (gasps) single day and our clothes have a greater glory, a greater attire in the fire. You'll be clothed in a greater fire I make my ministers flames of fire. The mountain becomes your clothing. The white garments of the priesthood new garments every morning because as a priest of the melchizedek order you're going to be washing away the wickedness not just of your little group but of the world behold the lamb of god that takes away the sins of your little group that believes the same thing no it says the whole world of everyone of the gay pride parades yeah behold the lamb of god that takes away takes away the sins of all the nations we just release that level of grace to wash through all the human race and it's not just the brain saying are they gonna be saved or unsaved you need to turn your brain off it's about if the spirit can drink you wash everything your only job is to love unconditionally you stop judging being critical you know, the fastest way to grow in Christ is to stop judging. <laughs> and the demon possessed, say, our spiritual man judges all things. You're demon possessed, dude. You need deliverance from a demon spirit, a critical spirit that has to judge everything. The fastest way to grow in Christ is to stop judging yourself and stop judging others and learn how to enjoy the Holy Ghost. Then you'll rise. Because then you're not cursing, you're only blessing. Your words are your judges whether you rise or fall is dependent on the words. So if you're judging with negative words and word curses all the time, a judgment is a word curse. You can't rise. Who can climb the mountain of the Lord? Who can climb Zion? Who can go from glory to glory? Clean hands, pure heart, no idols. Which means I'm dependent on the Lamb, grace. And grace means that grace is my judgment towards others. The word of grace is a cleansing word. The white throne judgment seat of Christ cleanses the nations. It doesn't condemn the nations because there's no condemnation in Christ. At the judgment seat, there's no condemnation. It's a cleansing. Then you got all these people with theology in here. I was like, that means everyone's saved. Even the devils are saved then, I guess. You know, because the brain is the throne room of Satan and they prove it every day. Mm-hmm. The skull, the uncrucified, unburnt skull is the throne room of Satan that confuses all of the clear things of God. This is where it gets muddy. That's why you got to keep this thing constantly washed because this is the place of demonic influence. I am not going to be influenced by the powers of the air. I'm going to be influenced by the powers of the living water of the Lamb of God and that will keep my mind clear so I'm not getting deceived in theology and doctrine like the Pharisees. Theology and doctrine is deception. Don't talk to me about theology and good doctrine. They say, well, doctrine just means teaches. You need the experience of the river. Here's the teaching doing the dead man's float in the river. That's the teaching. The teaching is brain zero in the presence of God, fullness of joy. The laughter needs to be the teacher. You have one teacher, Christ. What is Christ? The oil of joy. The oil of joy, the experience of the anointing that makes you laugh all the time is the teacher. That's what the Bible says. We're trying to feed our flesh Christian teaching. That'll dry you up. You need to experience the anointing. There is an experience of the oil of the wine that far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. It will crucify the carnal mind that needs to figure it out figure it out Christianity is sorcery we need to repent of Christian sorcery and get into Christian river the river of glory the river of fire that keeps the flesh clear so that the Spirit's always rejoicing in God. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. How can you do that if you're in your brain? If you're in your brain, you're just sinning constantly. If you're in the fire, guess what? You're rejoicing constantly. What is praying without ceasing? It's practicing the fire like a furnace, keeping the flesh burnt up. Amen? Amen. It is. thank you, Father, for fresh fire, burning up all the flesh, the heart, the blood, every word in the blood, every mind, and all the blood in the mind, all the blood in the bones and the marrow, every cell in these bodies, we apply the fire of the Holy Ghost, the fire of the Word, to burn everything clear and sparkling, living water, crystal clear. What is crystal clear? It's the full working of sanctification. The fire is working in you from the word of God until your soul is clear, which is refined seven times into pure. (laughs) Refined seven times into something pure. Pure gold is clear. Crystal clear. You're walking on water. The crystal sea is a sea of glass. It's a sea of humanity completely baptized in fire. Let it come forth now from our spirit. Let the fire of God burn us up. Let our spirit release release greater rivers of greater glory by believing a greater word. It is hearing the word That faith materializes in the spirit. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. They must be hearers of the word. And then the word will work in them and do the word. And the word that is working and doing is releasing rivers of fire. It'll come right out of the temple. You'll look at the working of the word on the inside of your body. And you will say, that ain't me. It's the father in me doing the works. You gotta let the word so sanctify you, burn you out of your eye sockets, burn you out of your heart, that you can look into the temple and the pure in heart see God. You gotta see God constantly. Every time you close your eyes, you see God. That light, that fire, that burning, that glory in the temple, I will glorify the temple of my dwelling and the glory of the temple will be the Father formed inside your bodies the temples of his holy glory, the temples of his fire, and you will look into the fire. And that's your confidence in the fire. And now you and him partner together every day, releasing fire. Boots of burnished bronze, fire walkers. Releasing wisdom, fire talkers. Fireworkers, workers, priests, are a ministry of fire. The fire of His glory, it is rainbow fire. It is glory fire. It is light. It's invisible fire. It is the highest level of fire, is invisible light. That's the invisible God. God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. And God is an ever-present help in a time of need closer than a brother. Emmanuel God is with us. How is God with us? As invisible fire. He's present upon you right now and the word is tuning your mind into his resources to make you temples of a greater glory. Temples of a greater fire. Amen. And your fire will change your houses, your relationships, everything will be purified. Everything will get easier. The fire makes everything easier. The fire burns down walls. The fire burns down doors of opportunity. The fire opens windows of storehouses of blessings. The fire provides. The fire heals of every sickness and disease. The fire delivers from all demonic oppression all you need is a greater fire by believing the word letting the word work in you and build himself up in you let him conquer you let your brain be fully persuaded that the word is good and the word is full of fire amen that fire is the substance of grace it is our greater grace resting tongues of fire rested upon them all and the bible says And great grace was upon them all because there was fire resting and controlling all their minds. They were living in revival fire. You can live in the fire. Everyone in heaven is in the fullness of fire, in the fullness of divine love, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit the kingdom of heaven is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit in the fire burn us higher in the fire in the kingdom attire those marriage garments these people are clearly married to the glory, they're clothed in fire marriage supper of the lamb, what are you eating? fire fiery coals Isaiah six, you're eating seraphim food. <laughs> you're not eating lamb chops. You're not eating cheeseburgers. You're eating dunamis dynamite sticks. You're eating grenades. Holy hand grenades. You're eating the power of God. The Word of God is the power of God you're eating and drinking the spirit of god and the word of god the flesh and blood of jesus is the spirit of god and the bread of god (laughs) the wine of god and the meat of god it is the feast of the father jesus christ our bread jesus christ our feast he has been made wisdom unto us wisdom has prepared a feast what is the feast eating the Word into the Spirit until we're totally burnt out of the curse of the fall, living in the perfected kingdom of heaven, outpouring through the natural realm, terraforming the earth as our own planetary system, taking back the planet through these divine abilities that the Word is upgrading your spirit to do. Amen? Gold workers. Once you burn out the poverty out of the head and the hand, and you work with gold all the time they walk on streets of gold well someone laid it out it was the head and the hand that got burnt out of the curse of the earth dimension heavenly dimension is all gold it's all fire it's all glory it's all prosperity it's all blessing there's no curse in that dimension That's the dimension of your promised land. It's an elevation that your inner man is going up into every day from glory to glory, from fire to fire, by a greater belief in the Word, a greater treasure in your spirit. Amen? A greater stature of the inner man. Thank you for strength. The Bible teaches in Psalms, they shall go from strength to strength in the anointing that the oil will get stronger, the joy will get stronger. There is enough strength in you and the ability of the spirit in you to completely conquer your natural man and take over your body from the angel of death so you look 20 years old at 2000 in that same body the potential possibility to do that is already inside your spirit now you just need revelation to awaken your spirit and burn up your flesh limitations that are full of satan and doubt and unbelief amen and you just keep burning this thing until the spirit wins and it's going to take a lot more grace than you could ever realize and you have it in christ He's given you infinite grace. I've given my spirit without measure for those that I've called. He's called you to himself. The nations are called to himself. They're streaming into Zion. They're streaming into the greater grace. It's a religion-free zone where people can just get completely set free from everything, from their whole earthly existence. Whatever identity they had in the earth is gone now they have a heavenly identity in the new creature in Christ that's all based on the spirit of truth and the spirit of truth's glory (laughs) and you can be confident in that glory and you learn how to talk in that glory and the Holy Spirit is teaching you how to speak every single day when you hear the word and you just let it work in your spirit transform your mind change your inside change your elevation Take you higher in the fire. (laughs) Thank you, Father, for these children of the resurrection going higher in the fire, learning all your ways and burning them in this place. (laughs) Burning them. (laughs) His ways are all fire, guys. Learning all God's ways is learning how the fire works out everything for salvation. Everything for good. If there's anything negative in your life, there's a fire for it to burn it up. And the fire will heal it. The fire will just incinerate it. The fire might transform it. Let's see what the fire does. Test everything in fire, the Bible says. Test every word in fire, every spirit in fire, every teaching, every pastor in fire. All Christianity be tested in fire. All your bodies be tested in fire. Judgment begins in the house of God. It's the judgment of the glory fire. The fire of love is what judges everything. If it's not love, it just dies. If it's just a a little off, it just refines. It just corrects. It teaches. It rebukes. It chastises. It heals. It delivers. It prospers. It blesses. The fire of God is the full person of your heavenly Father. It is written, Our God is an all-consuming fire! (laughs) (laughs) amen bless you guys thank you so much for supporting our crusade in Kenya we've raised a couple grand if you'd like to give into the crusade June 29th through July 3rd five days uh, 3 p.m. in the afternoon in Nairobi Kenya RLM Africa led by our pastor Shadrach doing meetings potentially reaching 5,000 people assembling 17 teams we're sending money over there to do all kinds of awesome works you want to play a part in the revival in Kenya in Nairobi there's links in the description to give you can uh, links in the description to ties for offerings whatever the holy spirit has put on your heart to support this ministry just hear and obey and get blessed as you give god loves cheerful givers and give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down running over back into your storehouses in jesus name just bless the givers bless the partners those that are sowing into kenya let them reap a thousand full back in the order of melchizedek for an increase of the works of God, an increase of the funding and the support of Red Letter Ministries and all of the increase of the works of the Holy Spirit through this ministry throughout the whole earth, throughout media, throughout radio, throughout the internet, and throughout television to increase by the increase of prosperity financially in our people's bank accounts <laughs> by stewarding their talents and their money wisely and investing them into what the Spirit of God is doing in our day in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen! Amen. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> oh i to do not know.